What you got there? Just a, a little, uh, a little gray goose. It's a vodka that's distilled from a goose. That's why their livers are so fatty. Yeah, I bet you can't guess what color the goose is. White. No, no, no. There's where you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I just finished my bottle of Grey Goose last week. Oh, really? Yeah, and guess how old it was. Ten years. About. Oh, was it? Yeah. Did you hate that sensation where you say, guess how long this is, and someone's like, a billion. And you're like, no, it was like a hundred, but you ruined that story, asshole. Yeah, you always have to guess under. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of City Mouse, Country Mouse, or Country Mouse, City Mouse, depending on your partisan divide. I am Nick Brown, the City Mouse. And I'm Kate O'Hara, the Country Mouse. I like how you gave space for my martini shake. I am indeed shaking a martini, and... This is a podcast where the two of us tell each other stories about living in the city and... The country. I I keep pausing for you there. I really could just finish the sentence. Uh, It's too easy. Surely it can't be. We're talking today about gifts. Yes, we're talking today about gifts. I'm wondering if I should give you more Colin response in general. (laughs) just long awkward pauses and let you try to like I went today to the grocery store and bought milk no No. Jesus what is wrong with you today's topic is awkward pauses (laughs) we are actually talking about gifts are you going to tell a story about a gift you got, Nikki? I well, I was first. I wanted to check in on your week, Catherine oh, O'Hara. Okay. Did you have any updates from your town? Did you have any updates from your place? Are is your chiropractor in a new fight? Um, he he's kind of doubling down on his views of uh, the president. He's a supporter. He seems to like the president more and more, and he he likes what. Trump is doing with China. <laughs> uh, it's been a rough week for the ardent supporters of the president because you have to find something that you can support more than you ever have. And there isn't a lot that you can easily support more than you ever have. <laughs> yeah, haven't been uh, going back to him. But my back hasn't. Oh, well, so that's a plus. Did you did you have any, what, what were you up to last night? I know we were recording on a Monday, rarely, because Catherine O'Hara disappeared for mysterious reasons last night. Yeah. Was it a date? Uh, I mean, I was hanging out with this guy. We went running up at- It was a date. No. Was it a date? No, it's not a date. I don't- You love him. I don't date. You love him so much. You know, he, um, he's- uh, you know, old, old boyfriend, um, not old, but continuous, like on again, off again, boyfriend. Gotcha. For years. 85 years old. Have a, and 85. <laughs> and he's, well, I mean, that's, his name is George. He's my neighbor. He's 85. And 
He invited me for homemade ice cream. No, that's a different guy. I actually have a a neighbor, George, in his 80s, and he got real racist on me last night. Oh. Oh. I had to ask him to define uh, one of his slurs. <laughs> I had to act like I didn't know what he was talking about. Was it... Is it something that you would say aloud in a podcast scenario, or I, is it just... I mean, I've said worse. I mean, is it... He said raghead. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, no, that's offensive. Yeah, just no shit. And I, and I said, oh, George, what's a raghead? <laughs> oh, so yours is... Okay, it could... <laughs> I see. So it was just a straightforward... It was, I was hoping it was something like... A Kentucky nephew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're the worst. So, okay. So uh, my updates, not that you asked, but you know, you could have. Jeez, Catherine. I, ne I never ask how things are going with you. <laughs> well, my blood pressure's through the roof. It's bad. Uh, I'm going to have to call doctors and get pills. Okay. Because you're not on medication for it right now. No, not right now, and, but it's... And you've been controlling it by curbing your alcohol intake. And... Yeah, that's really falling apart right now. But this uh, this blood pressure was like this before the pandemic, before you isolated. I don't know. It's oh. just, it's a new discovery. Oh. I got these ocular migraines. I was getting these blooming ocular migraines. Since you moved we were... in with your family. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I literally one day, one day after they arrived up here, they was the first <laughs> one. And speaking of gifts, <laughs> so should I go first? I should yeah, go first, go. right? Because I, I always pressure you into going first. I mean, I'm ready. I was, I was ready last week to talk about. Okay, this. great. I totally forgot that this was our topic until you told me 20 minutes ago. Yeah. So I'm. Well, what's what's the best gift you ever got? Is that what you're going to talk about? What was it? Oh, it wasn't what I was going to talk about. I was trying to think of a gift that somehow related to a city somewhere. Do you still get gifts? Does anyone ever give you a gift? Oh, yeah. Oh, regular. Here's a good one. And it's not much of a... You know what? This is a story. This is going to be my story. I've just changed it. I'm, I'm calling an audible. I'm switching it up. I've got a... St Catherine, I have a story for you. <laughs> Can't wait. So... For my birthday, this past year, I'm about to turn 40. So when I turned 39 last year, my now fiance, then just girlfriend, got me a birthday present. Story over. No. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> she got me. It was an experience. Mm. It was an experience that many of us have experienced but I had never personally experienced. Do you have any guesses? Um, bubble bath. Um, nope. Float tank. Incorrect. Um, something to do with water. I'm seeing water. Nope. 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 Also no. No water fire, at all. Fire? Earth. There might have been some fire. There was a small amount of fire and there was plenty of earth. Okay. A small amount You're of fire. You're just going through the element. Yeah. Uh, wood. Was there <laughs> okay. wood or metal? There was wood. There was splitting wood. There was wood that split into pieces. Did she because build a bonfire? And She did not. You know what splits wood into pieces? An axe. The 
force of it ramming against an enemy shield in a joust. That's right. We are talking about medieval times. <laughs> you went there. We went to med. I got she for my birthday. She took me and a number of friends to medieval times. It was great. I felt like an eight-year-old, and those were also my colleagues at this particular event. Sounds like something you would enjoy. I had a wonderful time. We dressed up. Uh, so a number of us came from, from the city, from New York, because the nearest medieval times to New York City is not actually in the city. You have to cross out of the city via the Lincoln Tunnel or Holland Tunnel, there it is, uh, and go into New Jersey, where a brief drive will take you to a building that is supposed to look like a tent, but is very definitely a building. It is not a tent. It, Did they put like tent material on the outside of the building? How did they I make it look like a tent? Well, and it had little turrets and castle things. Maybe it was tent. My memory of this part of it is not that good. And my memory is only going to get worse because I got real, real drunk. <laughs> but you saw the jousting first. Well, yes. And they so, had a wench? There was a wench. So here are the things that you can discover about medieval times. Here are some things if you have never attended, which I assume you have not, because I assume Wyoming does not have a medieval times. Am I correct in that assumption? We were living it, you know? Yeah, fair enough. The authentic. <laughs> yeah, you you are medieval times. All of Wyoming is medieval times, so they don't need it. You guys have open carry lance laws. <laughs> conceal, I mean, conceal carry. Conceal carry, conceal carry lances. <laughs> just somebody who looks like they're carrying a tree around. <laughs> what is that? Nothing. Nothing. A tree. Not just a just a perfectly normal tall spiky tree without branches. <laughs> is that a horse behind you? No. No. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was Mr. Ed saying no right there. <laughs> no. Because when somebody asks you a question about your horse, you have to answer in a Mr. Ed voice. Well, I was assuming the horse was answering. <laughs> <laughs> and that the horse is carefully disguised as something else. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I think it's oh, I'm just a big person. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart and Mr. Ed. Yeah. Jimmy Stewart is Mr. Ed. <laughs> Would be a good a good movie. I, I cannot believe the studio didn't run with that, honestly. Right? RKO Pictures presents. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart in the role of his lifetime. <laughs> It'd be like these epic sea biscuit type shots. Um, but the real Mr. Ed just sort of dealt with the love life of his owner. Is that? <laughs> yeah, I think that's basically it. I like the idea that Jimmy Stewart in a key scene in this that shows up in the preview is just running on a horse track next to other actual horses. <laughs> just sprinting next to them and the studio is like no 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 you're in it jimmy <laughs> this is the part you were destined for anyway <laughs> medieval times so you go to medieval times and 
there's a number of things to discover right away. First of all, the retail opportunities that are afforded to you just right off the bat are prominent. You you are ushered in and they say on the ticket, they say, don't be later than 7.30 or whatever time. And they usher you into this room that is just filled with merch from medieval times. Gesture. And they're like, oh yeah. You, you, gesture no, just, hats. And hats, your t-shirt, your you're a, a growler. A beer stein. Yep, your commemorative medieval times stein. This, by the way, is when I started to get very drunk. And <laughs> yeah. a sword, a sword. I bought a sword, a giant plastic sword. Everybody needs a giant plastic sword when they go to medieval times. And a crown. Oh, and of course. It was your birthday. Yeah, I was wearing a cape as well, to be clear. I was wondering what scenario. your costume was. Did you have bells on your shoes? Were you... I didn't. It was that was an oversight on my part. But I was the king, and yeah, I was declared king for a day. Medieval times, by the way, did not play along with this fantasy. Did I, they have their own king? Yes, and we told a number of employees that I was king for the day, and they were having none of it. <laughs> so they usher you into this big stadium, which is because medieval times is basically just a horse show, right? It's just people doing shit on horses like a rodeo with, yeah except less authentic although i don't know what authentic is honestly when there's no authentic time in nature when a human being needs to tie a bull up by the testicles and jump on its back and ride around for a while so i guess i i don't think it's quite fair to think of a rodeo as authentic but medieval times is also not authentic maybe they're equally inauthentic rodeos here are brutal there was one the horse like he broke its back right away and they took it out in the parking lot and shot it jesus yeah <laughs> the hell of a show did they make did all of the dads make their eight-year-olds go out and watch oh no they didn't shoot it they shot it up they shot it with you know horse sleep horse death <laughs> they shot it with a farm in upstate <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this this shotgun it's just loaded with a farm upstate but if, and that's where this horse is going a syringe of upstate um <laughs> but the announcer was like assuring the audience that the horse was fine did you believe it well my my friend uh saw the horse being put down oh so no you definitely did not well, i don't it. believe it <laughs> yeah okay never listen to an announcer in wyoming that's the sub-theme of this episode. So you go in and they put you in a section and you're supposed to root for your designated knight, right? There's six knights. Can you move various... sections if you like the other guy? No. And that was the thing because right away, our knight was the yellow knight, right? And our, our <laughs> the yellow knight and, you know, no offense to him on the off chance that he's listening to this, but, you know, I assume they rotate knights. The Yellow Knight was this, like, bottlenecked, you know, patchy-haired dweeb. And <laughs> his sword play was great. He was very good with a lance, and he seemed like he was great with horses. So his skill set was strong, but he wasn't a leading man type. He wasn't so good with the ladies. No, whereas the Green Knight... <laughs> the Green Knight... The Green Knight had something going on. The Green Knight was 
everybody who came with me and there were 15 of us also mostly drunk and we rapidly rebelled against the yellow knight (laughs) (laughs) did he know it mick was he aware Well, we were cheering for the Green Knight and we were in the yellow section and he kept raising his arms. He'd, he'd you know, there'd be the announcer would come on. They'd say, hit it for the yellow knights. And I'd be like, uh, I'd be like the Green Knight. Yeah, yeah, Green Knight, Green Knight. Um, because he was better looking. Yeah, we were superficial kings. <laughs> Ours is a kingdom of superficiality. <laughs> My people are governed by the appearances of their neighbors. This is my edict. <laughs> well, what if what if the Yellow Knight was like uh, like the underdog? You don't root for the underdog, like no. The under the Yellow Knight was like a great civil servant who would, in a better functioning government, would have been a real hero. But because my kingdom is fundamentally superficial we were all behind green knight (laughs) to be clear the yellow knight eventually won the tournament and we still did not get behind him we were still rooting for the green knight did you get to speak to your love the green knight was there well yes Catherine o'hara i mean you're jumping into the future (laughs) but yes indeed i did (laughs) and not far into the future since i'll truncate this story shortly I just wanted to mention two key features of the night that existed outside, not the night, but the evening. Homonyms are confusing. (laughs) One is apart from doing all of their swordplay and other weird stuff, medieval times is weirdly into like horse torture in a weird, uncomfortable way. There's a lot of just sort of like making horses do things that horses shouldn't do. And... So there's there's a lot of downtime when people are just sort of whacking at horses with whips and making them do funny little dances. Like the, like the what are those horses? The Lippin, the Lippin's honors, the Lippin's honor stallions. Yeah, all white. Those are out of Vienna. Is it something uh, yeah. akin to that? I mean, obviously not as not as regal and noble. And as you and lis- you know and listeners do not, I grew up in Vienna, so I believe the Lippin's honors to be the sort of equine equivalent of Adonis. So any insults to them is a direct jab at my heritage and personality. So I will thank you to keep them out of this. Remember the superficiality edict. Yes. Mixed kingdom (laughs) listeners, gentle listeners. So there's this weird amount of horse torture. The queen comes in and everyone says, you know, the queen, the queen. And the queen is... You know, this is a very paternalistic plot line that is going on. And you can't really tell because the chamber in which said plot line is taking place is so echoey that, like, they there's, there's an announcer who's up next to the queen who's periodically, like, saying things that are presumably part of the plot. But what you're hearing is this just like... And then there will be some... in discernible cheering from some someone who's standing next to him or something like that there i mean it, the audio system is appallingly bad and and you couldn't understand thing we all immediately stood for the queen because <laughs> we knew <laughs> we knew she came out and we all immediately stood and then the bouncer came over and was like hey you can't stand in the middle of the show 
And he made us all sit down. Weird. They're, they're no fun at medieval times. I thought you were supposed to like be able to play. Yeah. Well, y you can play in your seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then they give you these big chicken things, you know, what you'd expect, like the big drumstick wing. A big turkey wing. leg. Yeah, a big turkey leg that you can eat from. And some other food. And there was an impressive, they had a vegan option that was tomato soup and something else. So I was impressed that they had their vegan option. And the, and the, the turkey leg comes in this little aluminum foil bag. So I had my crown on and I had my sword at this point. And we were really cheering on uh, Green Knight as he went. And and I kept my turkey bag uh, and, and handed back you know, the, the carcass that was left. Actually, that's not true. I, I kept the leftovers in my turkey bag. My turkey bag will turn up presently. But there's only one other detail of the show that's worth mentioning, which is they have a brief hawking interlude. Like a falconer, like it'll come back. Or... Yes, yeah. And they spend all of this time before the bird comes out. It's the only part of the show that is discernible that you can hear the announcer and what the announcer is saying. And all of the wait staff come around and tell you this. They're like, don't look the bird in the eye. Don't get up. Don't move. Don't make any sudden movements. Which makes me think that the bird is the very dangerous part of the show. The, like the bird doesn't do anything. He just sort of flies around for a while. And then he comes back and lands on this person's glove. But you have to assume that at some point in their liability history, medieval times had some bad bird experiences, or rather a nine-year-old had some bad bird experiences. Don't look the bird in the eye. No, that's- Classic mistake. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, they, they teach you that. That's, <laughs> we city kids never learn that. Do, do you guys? Oh yeah, it's taught in Sunday school. The 11th, the 11th commandment, we have, 35 commandments. That's good. It, it sounds like a cult. Yeah. You're that you're in. Okay, cool. Cool. Just check. Or you could call you could just call it a religion. Yeah. Oh, I see. You're 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 turning to a larger point here. I I was no, I was just no. pointing out I was just pointing out that you're in a cult. <laughs> Born and raised. So the only addendum of this miniature story, which I admit doesn't really have a beginning, middle, and end. It's more of a beginning and a whole bunch of middle. But the last moment of the night came after I'd had, I think, four 48-ounce beers, just these you know, massive drinking them out of a boot-style beer, was I was very autograph eager. <laughs> Not for the Yellow Knight, obviously. He won. The Yellow Knight won. And his fan... and. I want to say, did he have a fan? Oh, he had a, well, all of the people who signed up, who lined up for autographs were between nine and 12, except for me. Cause I was 39 and I was first in line in the green light, green nights line. And I gave him my plastic sword to sign. Oh, nice. Yeah. So the green That's Knight, a good get. So he signed my plastic sword and then he was like, can I sign anything else for you? And I was like, I would like you to sign my chicken bag. And, so, <laughs> and the Green Knight did as I requested of him, but he was not happy about it. You could tell that he thought I was making fun of him. <laughs> Had I been soberer, I might have been. But since I was very, very drunk, I just really wanted him to sign my chicken bag. You, you knew it was comedy. Yeah, I knew that... I, <laughs> 
I knew that it was something. <laughs> I knew it was something. <laughs> it wasn't nothing. You know what? At the end of the day, I've got a Green Knight signed chicken bag. <laughs> yeah, where do you keep that all these all this year later? Yeah, it kept it in the fridge for a while, and then the chicken inside of it rotted out, and so I threw it away. So honestly, it wasn't that big a thing. But I still have the sword. It's above our television in our apartment in Brooklyn. And Shar keeps wanting me nice. to take it down. And she says, it's been up there long enough, don't you think? And I say, no. No, I don't, I don't, you tell her, I don't see what the problem is. Uh, I'll, I'll push that narrative. <laughs> so that's my brief story about a present I received. And it was a recent present and from my affianced. So that's pleasant. My affianced. Yeah. You know, there's givers in this world and there's takers. Yep. I'm a taker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was that it? it was, uh, <laughs> Catherine O'Hara, master of aphorisms. <laughs> but, you know, the, an anagram for Kate. Eight K? <laughs> like, as in you were, you, you had potassium, you ate <laughs> K? Or, or possibly uh, uh, the, you know, the horse oh, tranquilizer. Ketamine. ketamine. There it is. Right, right. Oh, your take. Take was what you were looking for, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so I'm, uh, I get all these really good presents. Uh, one of the best ones was when I was... Wait, all of these really yeah, good I presents? Yeah, I, get, I, I get, get presents. I get showered upon. Daily? It fucking seems like it. I mean, I got to give them away. Do you have admirers? Are you Blanche Dubois? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm so not relying. Admirers. I'm not relying on. I don't think they're admirers. Well, I mean they are, but for no reason. It's just. I mean, and there's not all men. It's half. It's probably half and half. Am I talking to the Bell of Casper? I think you might be. <laughs> but you know what? A lot of people don't like me. I was called a derelict zeppelin in the local paper. Huh. You. Uh, it's I, weird. I thought it was a good thing. Yeah. Well, it's a great band name, among other things. But I get applying adjectives to other people. Accusing someone of being a Zeppelin is a little un more unusual in my mind. <laughs> well, Maggie made me host this move on event that she was doing, but she couldn't be the face of it because she was working on the Gary Trowner campaign with you. Sure. And so I didn't know what move on was, and I was just doing what she asked. And because I was the face of the move on rally in downtown Casper, asking Barbara Cuban not to take money from oil companies, um, sure. I was called a derelict Zeppelin in the paper. Uh -huh. I still don't quite understand what they were going for there. I know. Well, I think it was the idea that. They thought I was like I had blown into town with the move on crew. Yeah. Do you I was wondering if they were taking Move On's name far too seriously <laughs> yes. and they had just chosen a vehicle to name you. They're a nomadic <laughs> like, tribe. We're part of the Move Ons. <laughs> <laughs> we travel mostly by Zeppelin. Ours is a dirigible tribe. <laughs> Ooh. So there, there are people who would gladly see me uh, stripped of all my gifts, but 
But uh, so the gift that I'm thinking about was when I still lived at uh, home with my mom and dad. This is back Dodge in Kansas. City. Dodge City. Dodge City, Kansas. Uh, I had a boyfriend, probably my first boyfriend, uh, Travis. Sure. And uh, I was a big fan of The Doors and Jim Morrison and Val Kilmer as Jim Morrison and drugs in um, general. <laughs> and so, uh, in, in like really good poetry. It's always way better when you're on a lot of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> it really spoke to me at that time. Sure. Uh, but my, my boyfriend, Travis, uh, made, uh, he, he, this woman, Mandy, this girl, Mandy, helped him, but they made this cutout of Jim Morrison, a life-size Jim Morrison cutout. Okay. Um, and they painted it, like hand-painted the thing to look like Jim Morrison, dressed it up in a black shirt and the beads and tight leather Wait, pants. Wait, it was three-dimensional? It was like a... It was like a cardboard cutout. It was like a plywood they used. Uh, oh. But it was... So what that they you know they painted the face so that was the 3D aspect was the perspective of the yes yeah, Trump yeah. loyal and and such yeah 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 really and, I'm down um, at you yeah so so there's a life size Jim Morrison and uh, they put him on a platform a little platform that had a, a sensor hooked up to it and every time somebody would walk in front of the sensor, <laughs> the tape player would start playing a clip <laughs> of Jim Morrison's American Prayer. Uh, can you, I don't know this song. Is there, can you give me an indication of it? Uh, or? Well, no, American Prayer, I think, is a, a poem or a long uh, poem. Oh, I see. Collection. <laughs> yeah. These are people who liked Jim Morrison for his poetry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, these people. You mean me? Oh, sorry. <laughs> me and my my love. Do you only listen to Bob Dylan for his poetry as well? <laughs> Do you just read Tarantula no. out loud again and again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we hate the banjo. You guys were just a club of people who only like artists for their worst parts. <laughs> The only thing yeah. you enjoy about Picasso is his underage relationships. <laughs> oh, we just like that little piece of earlobe of Van Gogh. Yeah. Your monsters is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> the monsters of Dodge. And so uh, my mom, my room was in the basement, and uh, my mom would go down there occasionally to, you know, peek in my room and... Uh, she saw this man in there. You know, it was, it was a little dark, and yeah. uh, and she saw Jim Morrison was in my room, and she screamed. <laughs> oh my know? God! It's the nightmare it's not of every bloody murder. <laughs> middle American mother. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, because my friend had snuck it down. There. Did she call into a local like, radio uh, station and say Jim Morrison <laughs> is in my daughter's bedroom, and I believe this to be 1967? <laughs> My mom also likes drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and and so she you know, she saw this man in my room and you know, she gasps or, you know, squeals or whatever and she goes in and, and walks up to it and then she's gonna give him a piece of her, her mind. 
<laughs> yeah, and then and, it, and, it, and the first thing it says, I'm Jim Morrison. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so it, and then so she screams again because it like talked to like her. Like out of fandom or out of was she like, oh my god, Jim Morrison? <laughs> right, she she squealed. Like, I have waited so long for this 1950s. moment. <laughs> Am I dead? Is this heaven? And uh, you know, and I, I had that thing, and uh, it, it was kind of a marked the beginning of a dark period in my life when Jim lived in my room. Yeah, uh, as as with so many women, <laughs> Jim would move out. <laughs> you knew he'd be back in a few days, but. <laughs> Um, so then I, you know, went off to college two, three years later and I, my mom threw it in a dumpster. What? Uh, <laughs> she didn't like it, which, you know, is sad. It's a, yeah. it's a piece of art. I mean, it's, it's a piece of history. I mean, uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it was a really good gift. Was there a. Because I'm inventing a backstory here, and I'm seeing it that you left this speaking Jim Morrison in her walk-in closet, and so that every morning <laughs> she would she would walk out of the bathroom having freshly showered, towel around her head, and she she comes in to get dressed, and she hears I'm Jim Morrison. And she's like, "Dear God, <laughs> oh my God, I wish." She wakes up in the middle of the night. She sees this dude at the foot of her bed, and he starts talking about the Indians bleeding on the highway. <laughs> um, well, I guess he didn't light her fire. But um, yeah. I, wait, hold on. Let's see if we can. Let, let, let me just try another couple. Let, let, I'm just going to pitch a couple here. Did she break him on through to the other side? <laughs> Did. She loved him before he told her his name? Look, she was the lizard queen. <laughs> you're, you're going, I feel like you're going more for the poetry and I'm going for the incredibly recognizable songs. I think everybody knew Jim Morrison is the lizard king. If you don't know that, then. Yeah. Well, I didn't. Are, are we done talking about gifts? Is there one other thing about the psychology of uh, giving and receiving that you'd like to leave us with? Any wisdom? That I guess, you know the expression, never look a gift horse in the mouth? <laughs> yes! I guess, I guess what I've learned today <laughs> is that horses are a gift to all of us. And that even if you do look them in your mouth, they might just get killed outside of a Wyoming rodeo and someone will lie to you about it. Did you learn anything today? Um, you know, I'm going to rewatch some Mr. Ed. I really wonder, I think it was love advice. I think I could use some love <laughs> advice. Yeah. Yeah. So we both learned something. <laughs> and we hope you all learned something too. This, is this has been, uh, City Mouse and Country Mouse and a red <laughs> red a red, a red. <laughs> God, you choked so badly <laughs>